Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 17th is Proverbs, chapters 25 and 26. Very interesting, verse 1 of 25 says, These two are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of King Hezekiah of Judah copied. Now, Hezekiah was a king about 200 years after Solomon. And Hezekiah was king of Judah. Now, after Solomon's reign, and we'll be reading this in the coming days, Israel is split in two. And it really comes down to temple worship was the, one of the main dividing factors. The northern kings, the northern tribes of Israel didn't want to come to the temple in Judah. They didn't want to use Levites. They wanted to have their own temple. They wanted to do it their own way. And so the kingdom is split. But even the southern kingdom, even though they maintained the temple, they ended up shutting the doors of the temple. They ended up not using the temple, not burning incense, not offering sacrifices. The temple was just closed. And Hezekiah comes in and says, we have got to open up the temple. We've got to get this thing going again the way God wants us to. We have to repent of our sin, go back to doing it the way God wants us to do it. And in so doing, God will turn away his wrath from us and he'll bless us again. And so there's this revival in Judah under the reign of Hezekiah. It's the first thing he does when he takes the reins of the throne, when he begins reigning. And the question is like, why? <laughs> why did they turn from God? Why did, why did it take 200 years for Hezekiah to come to power? And verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and the glory of kings to investigate a matter. As the heavens are high and the earth is deep, so the hearts of kings cannot be investigated. So we just don't know. There are mysteries we won't have the answers to. But thankfully, Hezekiah comes, and I have to wonder, because it tells us in, I believe it's 2 Chronicles 29. I don't have it in front of me. I, I know it's chapter 29. I think it's 2 Chronicles 29. It says that Hezekiah took the reign and they had to empty the temple. They had to take out the unholy things. And I think they were in there cleaning. And the impression I get is they must have found these Proverbs as well, written by Solomon almost 200 years before. Verse 4, 25-4, remove impurities from silver, and material will be produced for a silversmith. In other words, with pure silver, an artisan can create a fine work. But a really skilled master sculptor, jewelry maker, a silversmith, making beautiful ornate pieces of silver is not able to work with silver that's not pure 
It won't look right. It's not going to function right. It's going to be weak in spots. It'll be brittle. And it's a physical example of a spiritual truth. As with so many scriptures, especially in the Proverbs, God cannot exalt us to a fine or honorable use until we are purified. That is what's wrong with the world today. Christians, we look around and we're like, how did things get so bad? How did it get so bad? And the truth is, the church just isn't that good. We have missed the mark. Our churches are like schools graduating kindergartners. And we're sending spiritual five-year-olds, at least on a maturity level, out with BB guns to fight a world war, a culture war, an information war. And our people are so immature. No wonder they're being taken captive. No wonder when our children leave home after 18 years of going to church, every time the doors are open, they go off to college and they become atheists or agnostic or some other flavor of powerless Christianity, if not downright anti-Christian. We have missed the mark because of our false doctrines, our misunderstandings, our division. Look how divided the church is because of all of the impurities in our own hearts, because of how worldly we as believers are. Churches should not split over the color of carpet or the order of service or fill in the blank. It's sad. And it's because we're so immature. We want it our way. God wants us to overcome our minor differences by putting others first. And everything we need, both for this life and for godliness, God has given to us. If only we are willing to humble ourselves and love others and put others' needs before our own, we as Christians must learn to mature. We have to become holy, for He is holy. We have to love one another and put each other's needs first. We have to become unified. We have to. Or else, the world will continue to look on us and mock us. And I hate to say it, but the way I read the Bible, Jesus cannot return until we get our act together. He's coming for a spotless bride without blemish, without wrinkle. He's coming for a spotless bride. We are far from spotless, my friends. We have a lot of work to do. 
For God to do great things with us, we need to become righteous. We must become pure. We must become holy. We must become fully devoted to it, to changing, to becoming like him. We say we want to make the church look like heaven, and yet Sunday morning is still the most segregated time in all of America. We have to learn to become people who keep their word. Verse 14 says, The one who boasts about a gift that does not exist is like clouds and wind without rain. By extension, people who don't keep their words are like clouds without wind, or clouds and wind without rain. Are we a people who keep our word? Are we the kind of people who see our acquaintances every Sunday morning when we shake hands at church and say, hey, let's get coffee sometime. Hey, we ought to have you over. And then we never follow up, we never do it. Why do we even say those things? To be polite? Is it really polite to say something we don't mean? Something we don't end up expecting to really hold ourselves accountable to? Of course not. We must become strong. We must not be gossips, as it says in chapter 26, verse 20. Without wood, fire goes out. Without gossip, conflict dies down. Are we fueling the fire of conflict because of our flesh, because of our desire to intake and get trapped up into some drama because it's entertaining? Guys, please, literally for the love of God and for the love of all that is good, let's devote ourselves to growing so that we don't fight the same battles over and over and over again, but that we can collectively reflect the glory of God because of our holiness, we will be a temple worthy for God to display his awesome power, his Shekinah glory. God bless you. May he help you and me as we seek him, as we strive to become like him, for his glory, for our good and the good of the world. See you tomorrow.